Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's an Ampere Rap specialist, John Gibbons, and I'm delighted to be joined by some of the brains, or at least brawn, behind uh, <laughs> the, the, the boss nights. Um, I've got Sean Keogh and Jamie with us uh, to talk about... Well, the, the nights and, and, the, and the history, but also some really exciting um, events they've got coming up. So uh, I'll start with you, Sean. Uh, if you could just give a little potted history of Boss best you can and um, sort of how you've ended up here, where you are today. Yeah, sound. So um, we started uh, we started talking about it in about 2011. Um, and obviously, Boss Mag was in its pomp at this point. Um, and it was all about sort of they wanted to do a launch party for one of the mags. Um, and it was with the T Street band, a couple of other bands as well. And basically, it sold out straight away. So I remember being on the back of the bus, back of the LBU, coming back from Chelsea with uh, with Nico. We were having a chat and we were talking about it, saying like we've got something here. There's people who've got an appetite for this. There's like there's people want to do come tonight that are around the music that we're into, stuff like that. So we basically um, got together with a couple of other lads and said, why don't we do this as a more of a, a full time thing? Because um, we we all want we were all interested in events. We all knew each other from going to gigs and stuff like that. Um, so we basically decided to do it off the back of like the platform that Boss had. So. With Boss Mag, obviously came Boss Nice, mm-hmm. um, and not many people know this, but at the start, Boss Nice wasn't really it wasn't really LFC. It was quite neutral, so we did loads of different things. We did yeah, like, I remember going to a, a Troubadours show, was it? Yeah, in, uh, yeah, yeah. in, in the Lomax. That's it. Yeah, that, that was one of the first ones. But there was other stuff we did club nights as well. So we had the club night called Rubik's, and we booked DJs from all over the world and stuff like that. So it's been, um, it, you know, it, it's not just always been LFC, but obviously. The LFC stuff now is, is 100% boss nice. I don't think you'll catch any Evertonians coming to any gigs that now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so basically what, what, you, what, what, what people know as a boss night now, was uh, it started as a session, a boss session. So it was when Liverpool were just, just in the Europa League for the first time in a while. Um, and we basically, we were all going the game every week and it was the, the, uh, the home games were on a, on a Sunday for the first time in ages. And at, back then it was a thing because now Liverpool play all the time and it doesn't really matter, you know, it'll be Monday nights, Friday nights, whenever. That's just what happened. But back then, playing on a Sunday every week was, was a bit of a thing. So we had this idea that we wanted everyone to sort of, you know, get together with our mates, all have one place to go. A bit like what Ned Kelly's was, because Ned yeah. Kelly's had just shut at the time. Ned Kelly's was ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild was um, what yeah. it was. So, so we decided to call it Sunday Sessions. And, and the idea behind it was to get an acoustic, someone on the acoustic guitar playing music that we like, a free event, so we'd get all our mates in the same place under one roof, 
and just like turn Sundays into a bit more of a thing really um, and that started off again it was it was around 2000, 2011 2012 and that started off and it started off in a place called Oscars um, and Oscars is like a function street in Liverpool and, and the first one it, it, honestly the room was probably the same size as this there was about it, about 30 people there 30 people turned up um, and obviously you know again it, was, it wasn't full it was it, it was it was loads of rooms we were about in a, in a tiny room like this but it was good and all like all our mates were there and it was great so we decided to do it again and we did about three or four that season and every single one of them just outgrew the, the previous one so the first one as I say was about 30 people second one in the same room was about 50 people maybe 60 you know pushing pushing 70 um, and you know and that's when we thought actually this, it's growing and we moved from the front room in Oscars to the back room um, and the back room in Oscars holds about 200 people is it something like that yeah, um, at most. Yeah, at most. So because it's like an awkward shape, isn't it? So yeah. it's like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of like section between the bar and probably the people on the dance floor area. Probably only about a hundred. Yeah, that's that it. That's it. So we moved from, as I say, from the front room into the back room in Oscars, and that was about about two hundred people in there. And you know, we had some. We had one of one event that we had there stands out. I think we just played Everton. Yeah, that was um, my first event. Yeah, was it like your first one? Yeah, and yeah. it was. It was absolutely like it held two hundred people, but there was five hundred people in there. Yeah, it was mad. Like, and you'd think that a venue like that would be like, oh my god, this is amazing! Five hundred people turn up, like we just like sell, sell, sell. They didn't want us back. They were like, you smash windows. The police were here. It was it was a nightmare. And for for a long period of time, we couldn't get a venue. We were struggling to find a venue that that would house us. Um, and then again, again, it was it was really organic. We we just sort of went from there to sound food and drink. Now sound food and drink probably holds. What? Probably two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We packed about two hundred and fifty in there, in and there, got them, probably even more on one. They were literally falling out the I think the sound ones were my favorite. You know, yeah, I don't want to be like, favorite. I don't want to be like false nostalgia or anything. I, I, no, but. I, 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 to be honest, a lot of people say that. I think um, it was the thirteen, fourteen season. Yeah. I, yeah. I, punched, I punched a hole in yeah. my own guitar in sound food and drink. <laughs> my fingers absolutely bled to ribbons because it lost all my plex and. It, I was punching the guitar and I literally, uh, at the end of the gig, I looked at the guitar and it was cracked in the middle. <laughs> I punched right into it, you know, because I was that up for you it. You said that yeah. we powered them in, they were literally spilling out the windows, but yeah, yeah, someone yeah, went through yeah, the window. Yeah. And like, I think a picture safe, safe was recently, had them, like Alsatians. And that was after his, City, wasn't yeah, it? Man City yeah, yeah. People literally, I, my mate jumped in the back, in the boots of a woman, lifted up the boots of a car, shut her again, but like obviously you never locked. So when she got in the front of the car, one of my mates jumped in the back of the car outside, you know, because they were just... There was that many people outside as well. Mm. And this woman like ended up reporting it, you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> she drove away and he banged on the car and she shit herself when he opened the boots. But like anyway, it was like laughing outside, Gary McDonald it was. And uh, like but like so that from then I remember I saying, I'm phoning the police and then the police turned up. The police definitely turned up. There was busy horses. There was Alsatians. It was it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Again, I think something drink that was like they they were the really good ones when you think back. They were like the project X's. Yeah, they were mad because as I say, Oscars was mad, but I don't know. It always felt a bit weird to me. That's where my confidence grew. The layout of Oscars didn't suit it. Sam not the best layout for the Boston night in the world, but like it's just something about Sam. One of it was just it was good. So yeah, so, so as I say, we were in Sam Food and Drink, um, and again, we, had, we, had, we still got a good relationship with them, Sam Food and Drink, and we, we actually did something, um, again, this is for the proper Boss Night fans, a couple, <laughs> a couple couple of years ago when we got back into the Champions League, um, and it was when we were in district at this point, but we did like a, a little pre-thing before the Real Madrid game in there, and again, it, it was brilliant, but, but yeah, Sam Food and Drink, we had some good times there. 
Um, and then again, just organically grew, moved on to a bigger venue, and we sort of found our home really with District. Um, and the first party we had in District was in it, yeah, it was the it was the end of season party in thirteen fourteen, so it was two thousand and fourteen. And as I say, from there we just sort of we found our home. It was the perfect venue for us, really. Um, it, you know, it was the right capacity, the the right sort of setup. You know, Jane and Eric from District, as well as the, the, the great to work of they get it, they completely get what we're doing because that's the other thing, the, the difficulty we have finding the venues. We we don't charge to get to let people in, not for the boss sessions. You know, it's all free, and that's on, on match days. Yeah, and, mm. and, and and that's really been a thing for us. We want to keep it free, and, and we need to keep it free, because um, it's sort of the core reason why we started doing all this was to just it's a hobby at the end of the day. Mm. We want to get our mates in the same place. We want to have a good time, you know, and we want to and we want to enjoy it basically. So finding finding venues that'll let you just come in and sort of. Do, do something for free it's quite difficult but Jane and Eric were, were on board with us and still are as I say we've got a really good relationship with them and we'll still do things in district you know no matter you know how, how big this it gets because you know it's yeah. quite it's quite uh, do, do it, brilliant with me as well Jane and Eric really nice people like just mm. say dead down to earth probably too down to earth aren't they I would say there's not there's yeah. not many people if, if you were the venue owner it's the money all, they all the, the nose yeah. against an event, we tick the boxes really, don't we? Around, they around they the insisted on us charging. Yeah. Like, yeah. years ago, the money that they could have made off the back of all these Boston nights would yeah. have been really, really good for them. But they've seen it all. Like, Jane was like a punk in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric's, like, they written, know. produced records. And Eric used to work with Carl Cox and stuff. Wow. He's, he's, like, mates of Carl Cox. So, yeah. they, they are the heavyweights, like. In, yeah, in the yeah. Yeah, they're doing, like. Yeah, but... But yes, yeah, so, and as I say, we've had some absolutely like unbelievable nights in district. Um, just thinking of a few that sort of stick out. One was after uh, it was last season, and um, we just got beat to Man United. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of the start of an LA. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a hell of a gig that like. Yeah, it was. I remember the march back into town being brilliant after that. Like, it was quite early, wasn't it? It was like early kick off and stuff. I remember it being light and marching back into town, singing the songs. Like, you won't believe we got beat. I remember being worried. On the coach back, I, 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 a little doubt in my mind, mm. thinking, oh, is this going to be like a little flat 150 people here? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where people are just sort of like, oh, you know, we've just been beat by United. But, like, as you say, it wasn't the case because even in, on the day of that game, like, yeah, we, we, were, we were singing it all, all mm. the whole end was singing it all game, even after we got beat. Yeah, you know, did expect that they were trying to give a shit, like, you know, as if to say, like, yeah, and a lot of them would look confused that, that we were still singing and dancing, you yeah. know what I mean. That's it. That's it. I think so um, that night was just brilliant. yeah. As I say, we, we, the, the other ones in the district that we've had that are brilliant. That first one, the thirteen fourteen and the season party, that was brilliant. But I think I think one of the, the reasons why they have been so sort of successful, and then I hate saying that because it's it sounds daft, but it's because we've sort of picked and choose when we do them. Like it, it's it, we don't just do it every week. Yeah. I know there's been they've been a bit more frequent of late, but um, that's just with all the other stuff that's going on. there's been a massive gap where we, where, we, where we haven't done them for a yeah, while. Well, we haven't, I think the Olympia was the first Liverpool show we've done since the derby. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was. So, um, you know, we, I get, the thing I'm trying to say is, is, you know, we're not doing this to just, like, it's, it's not a money-making thing. We're not doing it to, like, fleece people and do it every week and, and make money out of this. We're doing it because, you know, we enjoy doing it and we like doing it and, and you know, more than anything, we like giving these lads the platform to go and do their thing. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? You know, let, letting them play in front of 200, 300, like, what was it, 1,800 last week? You know, yeah. it, it's, it's big for us, and it's, it's, it's one of the main reasons why we do it, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so that's sort of where we've come from in terms of the journey and, and going through all those different venues. And then, 
last week. I know, I know you were there yourself, John, but the end of season party we had at the Olympia was pretty. It was probably, probably our best yet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've had a few people say that as well. Genuinely, like probably the best boss night they've been to, and I felt that from playing it as well. And that's a testament to you as well, because I think when something can start small, I mean, we can all be misty eyed about the days and sound and stuff, but when something starts small and then gets really big, sometimes you can kind of lose what's special about mm. it. But that Olympia one was generally one of my favourite yeah. ones as well. And yeah. I was lucky enough to. To, to watch a bit from the side of the stage and just watching out and seeing all the yeah. all the colour and all the yeah, you know you the flags up and all. So <laughs> <laughs> you invited me, <laughs> but but just looking out and, and and seeing all the all the colour and yeah. all that and everyone just having a brilliant time and that's that's the good thing about Keo about going to these big number shows is that well, well so many more people get to come and so many people people get to enjoy it so why like say small and like limit it when you can just have a party with everyone you Definitely. know i mean at the end of the day when i think when the olympia went on tickets went on sale there was what you say 30 odd thousand refreshers on the on the skittle pay to try and get all of the tickets there was a yeah. huge demand there was people outside i was I, I was waiting for my bed and I had to come out and get dropped off i had a wristband and some scouts would off me 100 quid for this wristband <laughs> to get into it it was just like, I was thinking it's not worth the asshole label, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> people were getting scammed for tickets online. Was, the, I think the touts had all of them for God's sake, you know what I mean? Like, what was going on here? Like, it was, yeah. it, it, it was huge. So the next natural step is to do a bigger venue, to get more people in. And I think as well, you got to like, with this the gig coming up and the echo, the, the size of it and stuff. It's we got to remember it's 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 a send off party and it's 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 to create a movement and create a big atmosphere and take it to Madrid with it, with us, you know what I mean? And I think. Um, Play play into that many people just as you said then the other, the other night there's something special about it when when it when it's a venue like the Olympia, and it, it's 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 a historical venue. There's some hell of, yeah, I don't think anyone shit ever played the Olympia. Do you know what I mean? I really don't. And there was a mass of people. Do you do you, the, the stuff we've seen all season with the scarves and, and tops and on the floor, and then you had this balcony of what banners and you're yeah. spotting your mates just absolutely having it when the spotlight was going across the balcony and stuff like that it was what well, was probably the best boss night we've ever done like and for you personally as well it must be a buzz to to, to play music in front of that many people you know we all we all sort of pick up a guitar in our bedroom of dream of of doing these big venues really and and the fact that it's there just from a personal point of view must have been like an incredible buzz that's it that's it mate and the reason we we do this was never to play to these these crowds I and mean, like we, ne we never thought that we'd be singing Liverpool songs to to, to crowds sometimes bigger some bigger than the stadium you know what I mean I'll take care for example the amount of reds yeah. in that park compared to reds in the ground there's probably more people in the fan parks than they're in the, they're in the ground than European fans the huge crowds and it is it's it's, it's a box ticked it's a, it's a bit of bucket list gear in it Jay when you're yeah, in your nice so. big fancy dressing room and you get to walk out and there's a big mass of people and they're absolutely having it as well, you know what I mean? So well, that, it is special. That, that's it. That, that's another way that it sort of like evolved as well. Like at the start in, in uh, Oscars and Sound Food and Drink, it wasn't a fella getting up singing Liverpool songs. He was just singing covers, acoustic covers of the music that we liked and mm. the crowd or like the, the people in the crowd might like throw a Liverpool twist to it. That's how it happened with me. With all my early like sort of experiences with Boston Liverpool song, mm. it, it, to be honest, when we were first doing them, like the first few that I that I done rather like Oscars and especially the first couple of sound, they they weren't because 
I think I don't think there was anything to really sing about at Liverpool at that time. No, at the early time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think mean, that's why we want know, to get so pissed. It's always sort of it, it it did, it just naturally developed into a Liverpool thing and I think that's what why it's it, it is so different to anything else because it hasn't it hasn't been planned like this between anyone. It it hasn't just sort of no one's waltzed in and said, Right, okay, here's a new song for you, here's a Liverpool song for you, blah blah blah, do you know what I mean? No one strutted in and, and sort of tried to, to make it that way it just sort it just of developed yeah. so for example the Brendan Rodgers season when we were going for the league and we had you know we had things to sing about and one of them things was Jordan Henderson so obviously I'm playing Mrs Robinson I think City had already done like a company one and stuff like that and from that did little here's to you Jordan Henderson Brendan loves you more than you know that went to the cop a couple of weeks later just like off of, and that was the first sort of taste where Liverpool songs sort of started yeah. to creep in that's it. I think. I think as well. That that's how it has sort of. I think. Sorry, that that's how it has like grown into what it, into what it is now. Because I, I think a, a big turning point was that um, that Man United one that we did at District. But another turning point is like social media. Social media is massive for us yeah. now. Yeah. Like we, we, one um, one video that we can have from a boss night. As you say, in a couple of weeks, a song's on the cop. It's not even that. It's quicker than that. You take the Van Dyke song for example, which come off our our, our away bus. I I filmed it because I was made up with it, and then by the time I got out the ground, I'd had thousands of retweets. Uh, the echo messaging we can be using next game. It was that game. That or, or, or it might have even we, been the echo retweeted. Might, retweeted might been, yeah, on, on the, the way coach. there, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it was even that day, the same day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's going from a bus that would have took months, maybe years before the power of social media to get to. We'd have to sing it in pubs for ages, and yeah, people, and people have like, to pick it up bit by bit, but. You look at what Gary Fergal done with Fields of Anfield Road, he got his daughter to print out like 50 sheets of the lyrics <laughs> and, and he were passing them yeah, around exactly. the before the game and that. And now that we, we've sang it Scouts at Keel Services yeah. <laughs> it's getting sung in the ground, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big tool, social media, for that sort of thing and it can make stuff. I mean, there's been, been times where we've been sat upstairs before we've gone on stage and we can hear someone the the crowd singing a song that's probably gone viral that day. I mean, examples I can't cater one, cater one, yeah. yeah. And we've, we've we've heard that going downstairs. And we've been set upstairs going jing, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out cater. You know what I mean? Then we can learn it. Goes downstairs. Next minute, the, the players are seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another another sorry, John. Another another like big thing for us and probably like the biggest thing in terms of what we've been doing this year and doing the ones at the European aways was. Shevchenko Park. Yeah, I think massive. that I think like you talk about like going on like the journey of boss or whatever, like going from a, a small room in Oscars with thirty people into Shevchenko Park with what mm. thirty thousand people or something, yeah. and like you two <clears> doing your thing up there. I think that was that was a, that was a massive moment for us, and then going from there this year doing the the European aways, just like well, two thousand people and stuff. It's, it's crazy. The amount of people who I meet, especially when you go to Ireland and stuff like that, and you do the boss nights and you bump into the lads who are coming to the gigs and stuff. And uh, Jamie, Chef Jenko Park, yeah. Chef, Chef, you know, it's yeah. just uh, like even like Americans who message me and stuff on Instagram and Americans who I met on a tour, they'd all seen or been to or, you know, heard for Even people from you haven't seen since school. Jenko Park. People yeah. you haven't seen since school who yeah. stop you and see even, you in town and go, that's Chef Jenko Park, yeah. it's amazing and stuff. Yeah. It's, well, even it was scouts, a bit of a moment, it was a bit of a moment in like Liverpool sort of fan culture was, history. Like. Even for the scouts as well, because like, Scousers who, who wouldn't generally go to the match every week, who just went over for Kiev, went over to Kiev for a holiday, and you bump into them around town and stuff, and you go, lad, that chef Senko Park was a belted, you know what I mean? Yeah, we first European away, and we went there, it was a belted, and all, and you're like, 
is right. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing people together, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day, like obviously at first, like Sean said, it was about bringing our close hardcore group of mates who were going to matches every week together. But now, obviously, we're just trying to bring as many people. Yeah, we want to get got an influence now, and we yeah. can get many people in the same room, create an atmosphere which transcends onto the pitch, which it does. I definitely believe it does. I mean, the, the songs that have come off the back of these boss nights. I mean, you think you think Van Dyke doesn't feel an extra gear when he is? Yeah, yeah. But he, I reckon he does. Do you of know course. What I mean? Well, you look what LA LA done as well. Exactly. Like, like last year, that song pretty much beat Man City on its own, didn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was just it was pandemonium from start to finish, and you know for the fact that the when the ground gets it's like Barcelona the other day as the ground gets louder, the players get more up for it, and the second and third gear start mm. clicking in. And and that's just the way football is. That's why Liverpool have always been such a brilliant team at Anfield because the fans have always been right on top of them and right on top of the opposition at the same time. So like it did die a death and and I don't think without sounding big headed, I don't think it's coincidental that the more that these boss nights have sort of started to circulate on social media over the past two to three years, the songs from them have been sung in the ground, they've been sung louder, you the know what I mean? Like the atmosphere is better. picking up genuinely. All right, but in, in the more, in the lesser important games it's still, you know, when you barely twelve o'clock, the atmosphere is always gonna be flat You're in England, you know what I mean? That's just the way it is now. But for the big nights and stuff when called upon, it definitely helps having all you know we had all these new songs we've seen to have come from things around boss night over the past three, four years, do you know what I mean? You mentioned Shevchenko Park there and it's it's I mean we were involved in that as well and I think for both of us it was the first sort of big thing we'd done with the club. And I think that's worth sort of marking as well a bit, Sean, in that I'm sure both of us had chats internally about well, do we want to do something with Liverpool because you're independent, we're independent and we're, we're fan voices and, and fan led. But when Liverpool ask you to do something big, then it's it's sort of becomes quite hard to turn down really and and to be fair they took a big risk as well like getting getting the likes of us involved really but some of us more than others like I don't think you were too worried about me um, but I think you know it, it, you know from a from a reputational point of view you know we had conversations do you want to do something with Liverpool or what you know is the you know will people start saying you're too close or whatever I'm sure you had them chats as well and but you know it, it couldn't have paid off anymore on the day De- definitely I think you know the club are getting everything right at the moment. Like off the pitch, what they're doing. You see the content that comes from like the LFC TV stuff and on the Twitter videos that they're doing on Twitter with even like going back to like Salah with the kids and stuff. It's all brilliant. And like, you know, the club, you know, it's been said quite a bit lately, but the club get used to get a lot of stick and it was, you know, probably from the previous previous set of owners and stuff that the trust wasn't really there. But I think people are starting to trust the club again now. I think like they're, they're making the right decisions. And yeah, you're right for us. As I say, what Shevchenko Park done for us from doing that, you know, it's been amazing. And I, 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 it does make me laugh. Though. I remember Tom Cassidy's face when um, <laughs> when we put the, the boss banner up over the over the LFC banner. <laughs> he, he wasn't too happy about that. But, uh, um, I think he was probably thinking about who else would be too happy. Yeah, about yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, definitely. Seriously, yeah. like big credit to Tom Cassidy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he and listened, Tony Ballas as well. Yeah, Tony Ballas and, and to be honest, Jay Phillipson as yeah. well. She's had a part to play in. Yeah, in the, what, the, what might be coming the, in the future. There was, there was a moment actually. Just just reminded me. It was after um, Roman away last year. And uh, Nico tells it. He's like, we were back in. Um, we were back in Jono's after after the game. I, I can't. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, what. I remember this. And um, th- like we'd we'd had a few. Put it that way. And uh, Nico had his had his, had his, um, had his phone up and he had a text. It was like to Tony Barris, and it was like, 
Boss Kiev question mark and he had Jono on one shoulder like the like the good angel saying don't send it don't send it and I had me on the bad on the other shoulder like the bad <laughs> yeah, like, send it send it I send it and then we just there uh, yeah well. and then he pressed yeah, it yeah. yeah but no it was, yeah as I say that the club have been absolutely brilliant and you know J- J- Jamie knows as well as I do like being on the America tour last year with them they're all great people as well Delicious. like and they get it I think I, mean? I think with the club as you said they've been criticised so many times over the years and rightly so in areas. So, what do you want from that? Do you want them to keep going in the wrong direction, or do you want them to turn it round and start recognising the right people and giving opportunities to people like you and people like us? And I think you, if if they've been doing so wrong for so long, then they start doing it right. Give them the credit for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just not be so bitter and anti Liverpool football club. You can't buy tickets to go and watch the team every week. And they have this big agenda against the ownership, even when they're doing yeah. it right. You know what I mean? So I think they are. I think I think there's there's loads of stuff as you say from selling school with the kids to to tickets, freezers, and all this stuff, you know what I mean? There's still work to be done, obviously, but it's definitely going in the right direction. Like, So, what have you guys got coming up then? You're busy over the next few weeks. Like, the, the, I'd say the, the majority of us have took an opportunity to have a little bit of a break, whereas you've just, you're going to Ireland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Keogh are going to Ireland. Yeah. Sean, Sean's played a hand in organising it all, but he, he'll be having a break while, uh, yeah. while we're out there. Yeah. <laughs> four dates yeah. starting Thursday. Back um, to back. Dublin, Port Luce, um, Cork, and then up to Belfast. And yeah, big gigs. One, I think, was it? 800-900 capacity in Dublin, I think. No. Wow. Yeah, so, so Bel- 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 Belfast is, is 900, that's sold out. Yeah. Dublin's about 550, isn't it? That's yeah, sold that's out. All. And then there's uh, Port Louis and Cork, which is pretty close to sell out at the moment as well. So. And Cork's a bit out, big outdoor show, isn't it? Yeah, 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 Is Cork 550 or Cork? Um, yeah, yeah, I think Cork's so. Either way, it's, there's, there's still tickets available mm-hmm. for, for a couple of them, but it's it's the sales have been mad over there and it's... And, it's popular over there. It it's, that way. it's mad just to be able to do it though. Like yeah. just to be able to say, like, we'll go to we'll Ireland go and tour. do four and boss nights. Yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy and it's like to to to, to think about it now. It, it 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 just feels stupid. But the big one, which is which we'll come on to, which yeah. is the Monday after that. Off the back of the tour. Yeah, off the back of that. And I think it, you know, going back to what we've talked about, going from Oscars to Sands to District and then the Olympia last week. You know, we got an opportunity basically, and we got a call to to do. Um, the arena, essentially, it's actually the convention centre next to the arena, but yeah. but it's you know it's, it's the arena, it's the, it's the arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you know they don't you they don't get opportunities like this every day. So you know we had a chat about it, and we were saying like, does it feel right? Should we do it? And you know the answer was obviously yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a you know it, it's a bigger stage. We can we can again. It's all about giving these lads a platform and to let them play to as, as many people as possible, really, and let everyone have a, have a, have a slice of it, because a lot of people like watch the videos on YouTube or they'll they'll see the videos on Twitter and stuff, but they never, they'll never be able to go or they'll never be able to get access to, to come in and stuff, but this is just a chance to give, give as many people as possible access. Really. 14 plus for the first time as well, obviously they've had boss kids, which I'm sure there'll be more of, and there's a bit of success, but a lot of our gigs are 18 plus, and there's a bit of an age gap there between, like, you're under 14, you the boss kids is perfect, like, between 14 and 18, it's... It's a bit of an awkward age where you know the score, but you're just not allowed to go. Yeah. So if you're accompanied by an adult, you can, and you're 14 or older, you can come. And I think there's going to be there'll be a, there'll be a lot a lot of first time boss nighters there, for, and that's great to me. Yeah. And I think as well, Keo, is that not everyone can get out to Madrid. I mean, we're all saying, oh, everyone you know is going, but there'll be people who, who can't afford to go or or just know they've got no chance of tickets. Whereas for them, like Monday, like 
that might be their big date, you know what I mean? That yeah, might be their yeah. big date. I mean, I'm sure they'll be watching the final, you know, but for, but in terms of being in a big group of Reds, singing the songs, singing about Madrid, that's, that'll be their big date. Yeah, exactly. You talk about the fan parks and the success of, well, they say success, the, the popularity of Shevchenko Park and how it's gone down. This is, this is basically going to be the same sort of environment. There's going to be a big, massive space dressed in red, full of, full of copites, all bouncing and made up because we've got a European Cup final, a chance to make it number six a few days later, do you know what I mean? And uh, as you say, there's not not everyone can go and not everyone is going. I know people who aren't going. I know people who aren't going and coming to this because, they, because they're not going. Yeah. And I think it'll be a, um, say a, a big opportunity to get a, a taste of what, it, what it's like to be in one of them fan parks and singing about winning the European Cup with... Bouncing on stage, with lot. you can have any voice left by Monday. The <laughs> I rest know, of the thing. Well, I, I suffered the other week, didn't I? I lost yeah. my voice when it was in um, I, I stag doing Benidorm and got the old laryngitis <laughs> off the you no know, the ice in the water. Oh, was, yeah, that's yeah, all it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I just got it back for before the Olympia. I was stressing like mad before the Olympia. I had him he, and his manuka honeys and all his remedies. He's like a Chinese herb doctor. <laughs> <you know>, <laughs> And, but yeah, it's sound now. But it's, as you said, we have to look after it. Like it's it's, yeah. get, it's getting professional. It's not just singing in like an open mic style gig anymore. It's a it, this is a stadium. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. This is an well, arena. Can always just ch- drop drop a few keys, like you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean will do it if it's in G. Sean's the Sean's the best singer in the backstage. <laughs> best one to get it going. Sean could Sean could out sing me. Just and doesn't Gina. want him. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Basically, yeah. just doesn't Sean's want. Him. He's waiting for Madrid. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Cup finals. Not headlining that. No website. Yeah, fight me. I don't know. I don't know how much you, you can talk about what's going on in Madrid as well, Sean. I mean, I know we're going to be involved. I don't know sort of too many of the details. I'm sure we'll be going on about 11 a.m. or something. But uh, um, but yeah, I don't know how much you know about what's going to be going on in the day that people can get yeah, involved. Yeah, I mean, in. what I do know is that it's going to be similar to last year, um, and it's going to be on a bigger scale. Um, we can't talk too much about it until it's all confirmed and everything. But um, you know, we will be doing something over there. Essentially, um, it's going to be Shevchenko Park times ten. I think was the brief. But um, that but was yeah. those were my words. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. When, when like talks opened up, I was just saying that and said, "Listen, Kiev was great." But yeah. one thing about Kiev was as good it was, was the club, for the club to do it for us I just don't think they estimated the size of no because if you uh, see uh, if you remember where they had them like drinks yeah, and food yeah, vendors yeah, yeah. it was like they expected the crowd about a thousand people Yeah, and yeah. then the rest of the park to just be it was just there was people outside the perimeter yeah, of it all it was nuts, wasn't it the scale so was, I think that the like I just said the sound system so we need someone who can speak our language for the start because <laughs> the fella like and I said it needs to be bigger. The stage needs to be bigger. Just everything, because that I don't want to. I don't want it to be where, like in Kiev, where all of a sudden, fifty stormtroopers. Do you know what I mean? All in army uniform and guns, just I take up the stage they, they nearly in the middle of the me. game. I was for coming on stage. I was playing. <laughs> and I was just saying, move, and he's like, "That we're getting going for his baton." And I'm like, "What are you doing here? Guitar, <laughs> guitar." Yeah, we just need. Uh, obviously, we need. I think that's why. Maybe it hasn't been. We have, we have, we can't announce it yet because we're trying to get it right. You know what I mean? And or yeah. rather, the club are trying to get it right. Yeah. But yeah, news coming soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, but it's, it's it's great, isn't it? And, and it'll be an unbelievable day. And you know, the whole the whole sort of next couple of weeks is is something to be proud of. I think. And I think why I think sort of boss has been so successful is that it is so sort of inclusive really and there's the idea that you know if you if you were, if you were back in the day like you know if you, a few of us then then you can still enjoy it whereas. 
you know, if it's your first one, then come down and enjoy it because it's it's just about supporting the Reds at the end of the day, isn't it? And there's no sort of in jokes, there's no like cliques, there's no way back when. It's you know all the songs, sing along, grab grab some beer and and just enjoy it. And I think that's why it's managed to be one of those rare things in Liverpool that still kind of pleases everyone. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's uh, you nailed it there. To be honest, I think uh, yeah. that's that's pretty much spot on. And yeah, we'll just. Keep going, keep going. Another European Cup final to go to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the authenticity of it is as well. Like if me and Keo, like you know, we couldn't play the guitar and do what we do. We were the hundred percent of being in the crowd watching someone else do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, obviously, I think people. I see myself in the people who were, who were watching me, and I think they might see a bit of themselves in me. You know what I mean? Just like when I'm doing it. So that's why it's another reason why it's always went well. We just. I think, because I, we love it. I think another reason is, as well is you can see it making a difference. Yeah. I think think there's a, a person who doesn't believe it transcends onto the pitch at all. I was saying before about the Van Dyke song, like a lay, a lay, a lay, the movement that I had last year. We like, these them moments you know, says I take Baal for an example. Mm. We were all bouncing in that square in the day, but then we everyone left the square early. There was no sort of organisation of what people wanted to do. Everyone sort of yeah, there was all rumours over ticket checks two miles outside the ground. Everyone <laughs> split up, got the ground. They weren't serving ale. Everyone was hungover, and then Seville bounced in about three thousand of them made up. Peters fucked off, and we were just left. Whereas, whereas, whereas if you have if you have Shevchenko Park or you have a big square in Madrid, and we can all gather, and we can all generate an atmosphere. Even back home as well, other people can do it back home. We weren't over there. It transcends onto the pitch, and the players feel more of a duty to give you what you deserve you know what I mean I, I think they do anyway like. yeah yeah it's it, it, like you say the atmosphere is, is improved massively over the past three years you know at, at Liverpool I think I think one factor is definitely we can't discourage Jürgen Klopp here you know what I mean yeah, I you can't discourage that, Jürgen Klopp no. because like he, he is the perfect man to like he's almost the, the next best thing that you could get to a living Shankly isn't he do you know what I mean for Liverpool Football Club and I think he he, he wants to get in touch with the things that we do and the fact like obviously you've seen him come down to see me do one in Michigan and he, he's part of it but at the same time you can't deny that as, as these boss videos are going round and round and they're getting more and more global hits on YouTube Twitter Facebook that these exact same songs are getting sung in the ground like you say, and, and it, all, it all feeds each other, doesn't it? Yeah, it like, does. It all feeds yeah. into one, and that's what that's why we've. But it reaches so the players. Well. Remember, Jay, we were talking before about the time when Nicko, we got a text off Nicko. It was just after we the boss night in district where we first done the Nabi Cater song and the Anandi Robbo, and it went pretty much viral that night. And Nicko sent me a text and just popped up on my phone saying I just had a text from someone at the club saying and Nabi Cater and Andy Robbo been watching your video and the changes. And I was like. Wow, we're reaching the players here. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I've seen a BT footage of Virgil watching him in Munich as well. Just, I mean, that's our centre half. That you know what I mean? That's, You're that's, Jimmy Webster. He's a good singer. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? No, yeah. this is reaching the players now. When we started doing this, we were we were doing this for a couple of arseholes that we called our mates. Do you know what I mean? And like now, it's it's it has an influence. It's genuinely it's reaching the players. It's it's affecting Anfield. It's affecting our away end. More, more, I mean, more you, continue, you in particular, Jamie, must have had some sort of serial moments in that, you know, the fact that none of us, 
you know, none of you guys expected this to kind of be so big. And I know you've been around the world with the team now and things yeah. like that. And I remember me and you having a having a cup of tea in, in, in Charlotte and we just interviewed Andy Robertson yeah. and just looking at you going, this is all a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, why, why, why are we out here doing yeah, this? Exactly. But you must have had loads of them. I don't know if there's any in particular that stand out to you where you're like... Yeah, there's a good few, mate. But, like, I always, I always go back to, like... It was always it was in Charlotte, like it was just like the whole, the whole experience of that tour was just absolutely surreal. Like I think even getting on the plane, like knocking Markovic's bag over, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like as you're walking through first class, and like you're just, sorry, mate, and he's like, oh no problem, you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, and but then yeah, obviously it was it was more like probably I'd say is this now. Um, we were in Michigan on the last night, right? And like this is. This is a brilliant story. This is your, and I haven't nearly told this before. So you've got some exclusive ears, you know. <laughs> But like, so we we've been out to the club basically. It was the last night of the tour. We had a match the next day against Manchester United, and it was like basically, you know, we've done the hard work in terms of the pros. The players went to bed, obviously, but in terms of everyone, that was after Klopp walked in. Klopp was having a couple of drinks at the front of the hotel bar, just with the staff, quite a few drinks and. So everyone sort of seemed to have dropped their shoulders that night. You could feel it around in the hotel. So everyone split up in different ways. Obviously, like like the Robbie Fowler and Rush, they got to out with like the Billy Hogan and people like that. They all went one way, and me and like the LFC TV camera lads and Nick Owen that we all went another way. So we had a bite to eat. We had a few drinks and comes back and. I don't drink that often, but when I do, I, I get a taste for it. Like you know what I mean, <laughs> and. Uh, which is why I don't drink that often. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've come back to the hotel, and obviously everyone sort of come back to the hotel at this point, and obviously everyone's screaming to me, all the sponsors are cars, Jamie, Jamie, get on the piano, because there was a piano in the middle of the hotel. So I get on the piano and start playing a few songs for everyone, and next thing, these arms surround me, and uh, it was Robbie Fowler, like, you know what I mean? He just had me in a headlock as I'm playing the piano, and... Starts singing along with me and stuff like that. And then the security guy comes running down and tells us to get off the piano. So jump off the piano, the lift shuts, and Robbie's like, get back on the piano now, you know what I mean? So get back <laughs> on the piano and start playing. So then he says, listen, shuts the piano and all that. So we're all sat down, don't save them anymore, alcohol. So then everyone starts switching on a few of the lads who wait. Red wine in the room. So everyone starts bringing bottles of red, red wine down and having a few drinks. And they, like, next thing... Robbie starts saying, right, everyone's got to sing a song. Everyone's got to sing a song. So he said, you've done enough, Jamie, you can stop. So I'll start off. So he starts to say, you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied, like that. And everyone's giving it the, ooh, ooh, like that. You know, in the background and that, it was funny. Like, Rushy sat there as well, just like laughing his head off. He sloped off before he had to sing a song him as well. But, uh, so anyway, the security, he's, he goes, I don't care too much money. And the the, uh, the doors open and the security guards the lift and he goes, dude, to Robbie Fowler. <laughs> it just stops like that and everyone just the pins about to drop. And Robbie just goes, it's money, Ken. whole, whole table starts going, Ken, And then he was like, we've had a complaint off the manager, so everyone ran to bed, you know what I mean? But that was like a surreal experience, obviously, just like, it just goes to show that like the people at the club like because that wasn't just Robbie Fowler and me that was like Staffing people who work in sponsorships people who, who were sponsors I think the CEO of Carlsberg was down the table as well do you know what I mean it was just just a good end to a good tour and everyone worked really hard over there and just but 
to see like you know everyone from all different levels sort of mixing together and having a good time on the last night though two of those people being two of the greatest number nines Liverpool have ever seen yeah. it just sort of hit home like what a, what a, what a great time I've had and what, what, a, what a great club we've got that they'll actually you know take the time to trust the likes of me probably not as much after that but you know trust the likes of me to go out with them and, and you know share these experiences with them and, and you know it's just brilliant for me it's sometimes you don't get that much time to think about it but I think when I talk about it on shows like this it does actually hit home a little bit as I'm talking about it I am very lucky you know what I mean I, I feel like most kids were like most people my age would have like literally paid over the odds to do some of the things that I've done and you know like they literally knock walls down to get to some of the places I've been and most journalists would probably knock walls down to be in some of the places I've been do you know what I mean on, on the inside and I do appreciate that like it's a very privileged place to be but you know I love it at the same time so if playing like the Echo Arena and stuff like that means it's going to be more good experiences for me Sorry for being selfish, but like if anyone else had the opportunity that I had, I know they grab it with both hands, and that's all I'm trying to do. That's right. Um, so people want to come to these gigs, Sean. Uh, you've got, as I say, a couple on, still on sale in Ireland, and obviously this big one in the Echo Arena. What did he do? Yep, so it's mnsarena.com uh, forward slash boss for the arena ones, and the Ireland ones are on Skittle, so they can go to Skittle. But yeah, nice one. And shout out to Phil, he's looking after you in Ireland. What a fella he I took us out. LG, LG. What a man. Yeah. What a man. Okay, cheers to the lads for coming in. I hope you found that interesting. I think it's a fascinating story, and I'm proud of the lads of everything they've done. I know how hard they work, but it's an amazing thing. And, and as you can tell around the room, there's no big heads here as well, so it's right to that. So um, yeah, that's been an Anfield Rap special. Hope you've enjoyed it. We hope to see all of you in Madrid. Podcast Network.